0: This summer we're we're hearing the readings from the prophets and we're going through them chronologically. And this week is Isaiah of Jerusalem. And you say, well, why not just Isaiah? Because the book of Isaiah was written probably over several centuries by several people in several different time periods. But our readings today come from the first part of Isaiah, which we believe was written by and inspired by the prophet Isaiah who lived in Jerusalem in the 8th century B.C. And um, the main issues of Isaiah's day were the fact that the kingdoms of Judah and Israel were these tiny little weak nations caught between Assyria and Egypt. And Assyria was really the dominant force at this time. And these little kingdoms of Israel and Judah would go between paying tribute to Assyria so that Assyria would defend them, to trying to break away from them, often allying themselves with Egypt to go to war against Assyria. And um, the other big issue at the time was that wealthy people in Israel and Judah were starting to buy up all the land in the country and exploiting the poor. Now, the thing to remember is that It's called prophecy because it speaks God's truth. And so even though we are not living in the 8th century B.C. in the Middle East, there is still much here for us to hear. Today's reading is a little unusual. Needs a little bit of explanation. Isaiah is saying three things are going to happen according to God's plan. The first one is that Assyria. God is going to empower Assyria to conquer Israel as part of his plan of salvation. Then God is going to destroy Assyria. And these two things will lead to peace throughout the world. So some ideas of how God is more than the God of Israel. God is the God of all. And this was kind of a new thought at this time. Isaiah of Jerusalem had a message for everyone and it was the same message for everyone. Rely on God alone. The people of Israel and Judah could not rely on nations or wealth to protect them. They had to rely on God alone. Not even the mountains, Isaiah talks a lot about mountains, were solid compared to God. But for a lot of us, we don't want to rely on God unless there are absolutely no other options. A lot of times I'll say, thanks for the gifts, Holy Spirit. I'll take it from here. We want to control our destiny even when we don't know what to do, when we don't have any good options. We still don't think of asking God. But the Bible tells us again It is only when we rely on God that things turn out okay. Usually they turn out better than anything we could have thought of on our own. You know who knows best how to rely on others? Children. Children don't have the pride or the hubris to think that they are all-powerful. They cannot rely on nations, wealth, or mountains. And so I think that is what Jesus means when he says, how blessed are the childlike who have received things that are hidden from the wise and the learned. God's message is revealed to the simple, the humble, the childlike. The people that he spoke about a few chapters ago in the Beatitudes, the humble of heart, the meek the poor in spirit. We must learn to be humble and rely on God. Who can teach us how to be humble? Well, the title of one book I've read may have the answer. The book is called, All You Really Need to Know About Prayer, You Can Learn from the Poor.